Whoa! Pick up your lager, it's time for Saga! Head to the fridge and go grab a lager We're gonna read a comic called Saga It's a space operatic adventure It's not just for geeks, it's for those who love culture Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings It's a brilliant mashup of all of your favourite things A girl with wings and a guy with horns They're trying to protect their lovely little newborn A cat who spots lies, a babysitter who is dead There's even a man with the television for a head He's got a television for a head. Whoa! <laughs> Episode 9. What saga? Issue 9 of the Saga comic book. That's right, we're back, people. We are, as I said earlier, if you weren't listening 10 seconds ago, we're reading the Saga comic. We're up to issue 9. We're doing one issue a week. And we eventually we will catch up with the current publishing. But right now, we're way back in time. We're 10 years out of time. But it's a good fun, and it's a good laugh. And I'm the Chief. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, as always. It's Mr. Dave Wimblett. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. Good. And it's Miss Emma Warrillow. Good lady, how are you? Hello! Yeah. I'm great. Good. Good. Uh, it was a non-stop one last week. We we saw a glimpse of Gwendolyn. Four. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to seeing more yeah. of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, that was just to... Um, satisfy the listeners who are telling us there's too much talking before we get to Saga. So I've given you your little uh, three lines of Saga because now we're going to go on to other stuff. Any drinks for the show this week? <laughs> yeah, good thinking. Yeah, just reverse it. Right, now yeah. let's do 45 minutes on what we're yeah. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, I will clarify that no one has said uh, we're talking too much before Saga. In fact, a couple of people said they love all the stuff before we get to talking about Saga. So drinks. Let's go into drinks Anything anyone got? Yeah, I am drinking um, nice rosé. It is actually called nice. That's not a description. Mm. Um, and um, it's in a can. In a can, classic. As I explained in the last episode, I like to open my fridge and see aesthetically pleasing slimline cans of interesting drinks. Yes. And this is one of them. It is a pale rosé. I like my rosé so pale it just looks like pink water. Right. And there is an acnurinum. There is. VPR, very pale rosé. Right, okay, interesting. Now, when you say slimline, I'm guessing that means 250 milliliters. That's correct. Yes, yeah. Is that different to a chubby can? Chubby can's 330, or if you're in the USA, ounces, I think, equates to about 368 mils, I think, something like Uh, that. You are full of I don't know how you know these facts, because there's no gambling that you can do related to drinking. There's no sports involved. (laughs) Now, listen, you're talking about the the VP... VPR, VPR, yes. Now, uh, I was speaking to your your fella, as I do on the daily... Uh, yesterday i think and he said he had a jug he sent me a picture he had a jug in his hand and it had some sliced cucumber and mint in it and he said what's your opinion on lightly flavored water uh and i said he said emma is all over it and i said i absolutely pointless i want my water either water or i want it fully loaded with flavor a lightly flavored drink get out of here 
Oh, I love a lightly it's flavored such a drink. It's isn't it? I love a lightly flavored drink. Yeah. It's, right. it's also the visual. Like, I want to feel like I'm in some sort of like New York WeWork where you go into those places and they have water things with just like beautiful slices of fruit, and you just yes. feel like let's just let's just do a startup. Let's have a lightly flavored <laughs> water and do a startup. You see it like the water bottle with a, a tiny startup. little <laughs> infuser in the top, and it's got three raspberries in the infuser. Yeah. Oh. And that's and supposedly, oh my God. That's my, just that's eat my some jam. raspberries and drink some water. No, put them in the water <laughs> yeah. and drink it and Literally do a Literally have two raspberries. Yeah, yeah, and make yeah. money. I, I love just a massive sprig of mint in a jug of water. You could do that yourself though. You don't need to pay 10 No, I do. That's what cat. Ben was showing. That's what, yeah, you showed oh, me the picture. Yeah. I'm going to put that okay. up on the socials as well. Yeah. To it's how when people are paying it well, top it's dollar. Quite, it's quite funny that we do this like chat about drinks because... I feel like my drink game, I'm trying to up it now, but I feel like when we started, it was quite weak, but I am actually known... Like your drink, like your water. I am known as someone that always has three drinks in the morning. I have three yeah. drinks. Three and that is like drinks. my like height of luxury. Three right. different drinks. Yeah, three different drinks. I have a water, I have a On coffee, the go at the same time. And then I like to have a smoothie and I like to line them all up. All right, I don't yeah. do it every morning, but that is my just ideal start to the day. Okay, like there you go. and how are you rating? Have you had this nice uh, VPR I before? Have, yeah, I have this nice. Um, I've had it quite a few times. It's really good. It's really strong. So, look forward to my chat in this episode. Okay, but, good, um, good. I, I, I'm really into wine in a can because opening a bottle is way too much for me. Sometimes I just want a glass. It does last. Yeah. You don't need to drink it all in one night. <laughs> it goes gross, though, doesn't it? You like it? the fizz to stay fizz. Night, it's all right. Ooh. Oh, fizzy wine you're talking about. But yeah. I also don't like drinking consecutive nights, so I wouldn't do that. No. So get smashed tonight. Dave, are you getting smashed tonight on VPRs? No. I've got triple strength uh, lemon squash, which I haven't quite <laughs> mastered yet, because as they keep adding the strength... Wait a minute, I wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to go back my, uh, a second. I need to go dilutions. back. Rewind, rewind, rewind. So old school squash uh, or cordial or what do they call it in the States? I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, pleased to hear that you're calling it squash because I actually thought squash. that was just a Midlands thing. No, yeah, well, no I used to call it squash it. when I was, oh, okay. when I was a kid. Yeah. So you're basically diluting drink, diluting yeah. orange or lemon. Now, there was a period, you're right, about 10, 15 years ago where they introduced double concentrate yeah. where you only need half as much. Now, wait a minute, you you're telling me there's now a triple concentrate? Facts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, man. You have to recalibrate completely. How small the first... is that bottle? Yeah. They're still the same size, but yeah. it's going to last how many, me four years. How many? How many do you have to pour until you realise you've got the right amount? Yeah, I, I, about four. I've done right. about four, and I'm just about getting it. Okay. <laughs> you right, just good. do like a thimble's good. worth, and then fill up a pint. It's basically science. Yeah. It's basically it's science. Okay, I have got a bottle of lager. It's called uh, Oishi. It's mm. a Japanese flavour infused uh, beer or <laughs> it lager. Like Japan. With lemongrass and other Japanese things, but I <laughs> drunk businessman, drunk businessman passed out on the. Train. I am, I am uncertain. I said the word Oriental recently and got called out, but this this is labelled an Oriental infused pale ale. Oh yeah, it does say that. So is is Oriental on the banned list? Well, it depends who wrote that though. Was it just like some hipsters in Shoreditch? Brewers, yeah, it was hipsters so I'm guessing in Shoreditch. Yeah, you know. What, what, hang on a minute, you got called out for saying Oriental? Uh, I don't know that you're supposed to say it anymore. 
Yeah, I thought I don't it was... know that you're not. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have okay. to ask the readers. Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners could let yeah. us know. Yeah, one maybe, of our maybe. young listeners. Okay, fine. That's our drinks uh, done. Let's go on to me and Dave being confused because Emma's got some lingo bingo. Silent Boomer, Exa Millennial, Z, and now Alpha. It's time for Generation Bingo Lingo. Okay. This week's word is a Brexit tackle. Brexit tackle. Now, for those who are joining us for this episode, we uh, were having some chat about different generational language on a previous episode, and each week Emma will give us some generation alpha uh, slang or language or lingo that for me and Dave to decipher so we can look cool with the kids. The youngsters bre- talking about Brexit on the street. A, a Brexit. That was, uh, use it in a sentence, please. Or will that give it away? It, it will probably give it away. Okay. He's done a Brexit tackle there. Yeah. Okay. Now, do, does your son I'm use struggling. this? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure I understand it. I okay. think you have to be under the age of 15 to get it. Right. Okay. Also, we're going to get to a point where it's something he's just to do with it's something you. to do with being out. Yeah, I'm as going in out. out. Going out. Yeah, I uh, guess. Yeah. As not as in we're going out on the lash on a night out. Yeah, as yeah, in, yeah. As in I put you're that out. basketball shot you're up, out, yeah. and yeah, or you're playing a yeah. you know playing a game of dodgeball and you get hit oh you're out yeah okay oh really oh is that it or am i uh, yeah no so a break so you know i thought you were like yeah it is (laughs) it is sports related and you know in football how is it it, is it called a two-footed tackle Mm. that's like really bad isn't it yes so a brexit tackle is even worse than that i see (laughs) Right, it's 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 over. It's okay. fully over the line. Yeah, it, so it's like maybe you get sent off. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. Well, I don't love that one. Right. We so you've done some. You've you you know you've you've done some shoplifting, uh, and it's something really expensive. You've done a Brexit tackle. No, it is literally that for, is a Brexit for sport. It's a sport thing. Oh, it's only for sport. Yeah. Well, no, not anymore. You've just, no, you've, I'm you've now co-opting that to use yeah. Yeah, yeah. in everyday life. What, that's what happens this to language. language works, so old yeah. people can now use Brexit tackle. <laughs> you've yeah. made it accessible for the over 40s. <laughs> I've made it accessible, yeah. yeah. Take it out of sport <laughs> context. Right, so we are going to launch into some comic talk now. Are we already prepped for this issue? Yeah, I. before we get into it, I just have a few comic-related comments slash questions um as the representative amateur comic reader on the panel (laughs) i was sort of really i was really getting into it obviously as i do and i was thinking oh it'd be nice to write a comic and i thought it'd be nice to write a comic about for women about whatever that's not sort of sci-fi or superhero related and then i was just completely stumped about how you write a comic and i couldn't even imagine the process because I love writing and I genuinely was like oh that'd be just like a fun thing that I could try and do write a comic and I was like I don't even know where to start because it's all dialogue a lot of it it's not maybe some of them aren't but yeah what how how do you do it Dave you've written some like what how how does it happen I didn't read anything about how to do it I just started doing it um I don't think I read anything I guess I just um imagines and i think maybe correctly educated guess perhaps that 
you kind of write it like you're writing a play or a film script. Mm. And so you describe each panel like a shot in a film. So you just describe how you picture it in your head. Um, yeah, the whole descriptive bit around people's emotions and their and feelings and describing the whole um, situation, you, you don't really need to do other than describing the physical environment for the panel. Yeah. Um, and then just put the chat, what people are chatting about. Because well, interestingly, it kind of flows quite well. I'm just going to cut you off there. Uh, just say the one piece. And um, in the back of the saga book I'm reading, which is the del- deluxe edition, there is a full script from one of the issues in here as laid out by Brian K. Vaughan. And I will take yeah. a snapshot of this and send it to you, Emma, so you can see how okay. he worked it out. Because yeah. the skill of the the skill of a writer and an illustrator is quite different. They're both yeah. telling stories, but in totally different way. And I didn't know if... So if I wrote a comic, could I do one without working with an illustrator? It feels like they have to be so in tune with No, you with can do, because what I do is I describe what I think the panel should look like. And for the most part, mm. Rory, who's the artist for my comic, for the most part, he will replicate it, but sometimes he'll end up having to change it because he understands the layout of the comic and the amount of text that you've got for a, a speech bubble. So therefore yeah. that image won't actually work. So he'll rejig things um, and stuff like that. But also because you're working with an artist, you can kind of say three of them are chatting and they're standing there. You don't need to write anything more than that. You don't need to say this person's on the left, this person's in the middle on the right necessarily. Mm. He, he'll just work or she, whoever the artist is, will just work that out. Mm. Um, but then when it's like, this is how I see it in my head, so, for example, I have a bit in my comic where they're going down some stairs into a cave. Um, and in my head, I see it as a kind of left to right um, kind of cross section. So you can kind of see them, but you can also see the earth under the tunnel and above the tunnel. And maybe there's like bones in the earth, you know, that kind of classic thing that you might see in a cartoon. Um, and so I'll write that out quite clearly for him. Um, and then, yeah there'll be panels where I just say they have a fight. And so panels two to six are them having a fight. And I'll just leave it to him to work out how that'll look. A lot of it is how comfortable you are with the artist's choice as well. You know, sometimes, like some comics, Marvel for a long time, the Marvel method was the writer writes the story, uh, the artist does the drawings, and then goes back to the writer and they actually fill in the dialogue based on what the artist has drawn, Mm. which is quite an unusual way of working. Mm. And then you'll get some writers like Alan Moore, who wrote Watchmen and V for Vendetta and From Hell. And he is very full on with his full, what they call full script. So he is writing, this guy is standing here. He is wearing this. He is looking to the left. He's got his left hand in his pocket. It's literally a, he wants the artist to do exactly what he's done. And then like Dave says, there'll be some artists like, this collaboration here i think with brian Vaughan and fiona there's a lot of trust there so he might say here's a page elaborate do what you want and i all i all we need here is the, these guys talking over four panels yeah, yeah. you know and so, so if, if you were doing something ems where they were it was mostly the characters and you just wanted to get the the dialogue across and the emotion and maybe just the setting if you had the right artist, yeah, like Chief says, you might just say, this is what they're going to say. Yeah. This is where they are. You kind of paint the picture yeah. kind of thing. It's I'm gonna send you. I'm going to send you a link to a book that you might like. It's uh, it's called Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore. Okay. It's kind of a, 
slice of life drama it's non-sci-fi it's set in the real world there's no you know it's just people basically it's just like a tv drama effectively but with with comic characters with some you know soap opery so crazy stuff does happen but it's just all about the relationships and stuff um mm. you might okay. like that you're you're giving me some reading you you turned up at the door with something for me to read the other day i did did oh, you read did it he? or not yet I haven't read it yet no i i had a after personal deli- selection hand yeah. delivered after, after delivering that to you which is an image comic called sins of the black flamingo i thought that looks quite cool so i went actually and bought it myself and i read it yesterday okay. and uh it's good the first few pages really grab you it's about a gentleman thief in florida and does he do a brexit tackle uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh he's already out in fact um but <laughs> it's yeah it's the the dialogue in the first few pages really grabbed me which is what you need any comic to do to make me want to read on it's quite dis- descriptive text boxes and enjoyed it and i'm going to be getting uh, future issues of that so read cool. that and let cool. us know on the next pod what you thought of it okay plus unwritten you gotta go back and read that yeah you, yeah that's a big oh, one. God, I need so to quit my job. Good. You got a lot of homework. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen. So apparently we're talking about Saga issue eight, uh, issue nine even. Nine. Yes. Uh, let's look at the cover. The cover for this is a very good-looking hunky Will being fondled by the stork. Ew. Not down with that. No. I'm not it's quite in. Sexy. I'm not into to to like sexy stork. Right. Into species. What about sexy Will though? Yeah. You don't have to be into sexy stalk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just stalk being. Oh, no, I'm not. I think we had Too a shot hands. of them in She's the in a hands. couple of issues ago. Them being like yeah. all romantic in black and white, and that's a bit more palatable. I just, yeah. it's just those hands coming in from the side. It's like where are they coming from? How yeah, many she's, she got? She's got a, a finger in his mouth. She's about to tongue oh. his ear. Yeah, finger going under yeah. the belt buckle. Looking yeah. oh, to yeah. my eyes. Yeah, they're about to get jiggy with Mr. Biggie. Eyes. Now, yeah. again, blocked out colour around the image. This time we've got deep purple. It's it's a striking image, if nothing else. I don't know that that's how I kind of... Well, not that I pictured his torso, but I didn't necessarily <laughs> see him as being that... Hunky. Um, buff. No. He's well buff. He's yeah. well buff, isn't he? Yeah. Now, I always... Basically, whenever I talk about Star Wars to Ben Fly and Retro, which is a lot of the time... <laughs> Uh, I'm a big fan of belts. I'm a big fan of belts. Now he's got a nice belt here with pouches. What are in those Lovely pouches? Belt. What's in those pouches? This is like Batman stuff, isn't it? Yeah, he's got it's a like smoke a utility pellets, belt. Yeah, like love spider it. Spider contraception. Yeah, condoms. Yeah. He's got twelve condoms. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on from that cover to the uh, as always issue. Oh uh, my god, page guys, one splash. guys, I got some issues. <laughs> It's challenging you, isn't it? This you, you're not a fan of this issue. What about the tongue, issue. belly button tongue sticking out? It's, no, it's the... this. It's the next bit. Oh. So, um, I was this. So this is a dream sequence, isn't it? Yes, but I, I didn't realise that at first. I had honestly forgotten these first few pages. I was struggling with because I thought the will had escaped Sextilian with Slave Girl, with the little girl. I thought he had left with her. And I had to flick back to issue four or yeah, three or whatever it was to, to, to realise that, oh, no, wait a minute. Mama's son had said there was some sort of chip in the slave girl's head. And if she left Sextillion, yeah. she was going to go kablammy. Yeah. And so she, you, you know, you can buy slave girl, I think, for 30 million or whatever the price tag was. And so the will went away to try and work out how he could free her. So 
these opening pages, which like Dave says, are a um, dream sequence. And you can kind of, there's one hint there, whereas you turn the page and the corner of the first panel's cut off. You see that top ah, left? Ah, didn't and, see that. And it's quite, it's quite sly. Chief. Every now and again, they cut ah, that panel off. And then that, that means... That Love actually it. means flashback because then it does flashback to him. Well, do you know what? If I'd have known that, that would have really helped me because yeah. I didn't know that it was a flashback. I was I like, didn't... what the hell is going or on? Dream, you mean. We've yeah. already, yeah, sorry, dream. We've already mourned Stork. Well, yeah. you two did. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what <laughs> is going on? This way. is so confusing. Yeah, now, uh, because she's, quickly... got the, um, she's got the scar and it's kind of s- sewn up. So yeah. I thought this yeah. was real. She'd recover. But the bit, I'm oh, sorry, I'm jumping Let's... ahead. I'm way yeah, jumping ahead. But it's the bit where the girl, slave girl, is all like monstrous and that part of the dream. I was just like, what? You didn't like right. It. But it's yeah. a dream. So I like, I know, I like, all this dream sequence stuff was the best part of the issue for me. It was too discombobulating for okay, me. Okay, right. It's, it's a dream, so though, isn't it? That, I, needed, I needed like an amateur hour, like little cloud at the okay, beginning. Fine, fine. <laughs> oh, Text like box the, in the corner. Yeah, the will, that. just doing the a little, little like. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have been into it and I'd have been like, cool dream, but. I was now, like, what, what, now, no, no. <laughs> listen, let's just quickly talk about this splash page, which has Mama Sun, which was one of your previous favourites, Emma. Yeah. She is saying, honestly, what is wrong with you? She's holding a gun, pointing it towards someone, which obviously turns out to be the will in the dream sequence. She is flanked by a couple of gladiators who have tongues sticking out their belly button, eyes for uh nipples, nipples uh some sort of cod pieces and massive truncheon dildos yeah yeah i didn't know is that correct have i summed that up okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think you've caught it all there i didn't know incredible the dildos until just now looking right. back so creepy yeah. all the sextillion like weird creatures are really creepy now i do feel that this is all fiona staples i don't reckon brian k vaughan said i want gladiators with no eyes for nipples oh, i reckon really? that is all her personally she's the one with the filthy mind yeah yeah love it but in this dream sequence uh the will has freed slave girl there's a bit of a to-do between he he blasts the heads off these gladiator dudes oh no sorry the um the stork does because like you said dave the stork is in this sequence with a scar on her chest seemingly where she got shot and killed by prince robot so it's easy to think this is happening in the now very much so until the bit that you mentioned emma where slave girl suddenly gets cat-like eyes and sharp teeth because it is actually a dream and she's morphing into lion cat as the will wakes up from this this dream but mm. yeah so also, when they yeah. have their big snog and she's just yeah. got that that lizard tongue yeah <laughs> no not for you Blech. Blech. all right I thought it was quite sexy. I know, you're kind of selling it to me, actually. <laughs> right? All right, well, I'll tell you what, there's our next uh, reader poll. I'll put up an image yeah, of the stalk that. sexy or not? I'll put up an image of them kissing and her big tongue, and we'll say sexy, yes or no, and we'll let the readers decide. <laughs> It'll be um, one, one. But I then think. he wakes up from this dream, but I think we're still in flashback territory. We are, aren't we? Because... Are we? Oh, no, no, we're not. No, no. No, so you're right. I, I'm completely wrong. I said that cut off of the corner of the panel meant it was a flashback, but there's cut off. Oh yeah, because we've got another the one corner here, yeah. panels all through that what scene with Gwendolyn. Interesting. 
Yeah, don't I? No, because she's come from Irving the Seahorse, hasn't she? Yeah. She's now found the will. So this is the beach, but it's night time. Because he was on, also at a beach. It's location. got it on most pages. Is it? Is it like where it turns over in the... Yeah, I was talking complete nonsense and you suckers believe we me. We bought it completely. Oh, oh, we were like, oh, yeah. you've got the inside knowledge. <laughs> you so don't know nothing. So clever, Chief. <laughs> yeah. No, you're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? these two meet for the first time and she... I mean, how does this kind of meeting go, do you feel? It's all kind of civil-ish... But the will very quickly digs to the root of why Gwendolyn's here because she says she gives some line of bullshit and lying cats like lying. Mm-hmm. And so the will kind of knows that there's feelings between Marco and, and Gwendolyn. I found this exchange really funny. Um, and I was like, okay, good. We're getting back to some lols. Um, and I think that we saw the will because he's just been a bit of a wet fish, hasn't he, recently? He's he hasn't just, done yes. much, has he? He's heartbroken. Sitting he's, around. He's dithering around trying to get this girl back. He doesn't know what to do, but he's not being proactive with anything. And here, he's just like on it. He's just like straight away. She's like, I've, um, you know, got to go and find Marco, work for the Secretary General of Reith High Command. And straight away, he's just like, I love it when he says, what does he say when he says, I think he says, no, for you to be this fired up, I'm thinking you've got some skin in the game. I'm thinking you and this Marco character might have some history, like boom, within like seconds, he's just on it. And I was like, okay, yes. Now we're starting to see why you are this big, scary freelancer that everyone wants to hire. Yeah, yeah. i tell you what I do like. We see it here, but we see it uh, more predominantly in some uh, future panels. The Will's Cape has got a nice cowl on the back, like I'm a hooded cowl. What's a cowl? Uh, a cowl is what Batman wears on his head. Oh. C-O-W-L. Wow. Yeah. Cowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you mean, cowl. yeah, it's we'll got the it eye holes. A, we'll call it a Simon. It's got so eye he's holes, got one yeah. of them attached to the top of his cape. And oh, I'm like looking you, forward like to him wearing it. Like you were talking it. about last week, that the, like the teens yeah. in Croydon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The balaclava They're just crew. wearing cows, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've read Saga and they're co-opting it. They're Could playing be. superhero. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to him actually putting that on and looking silly. So, yeah, I can't imagine him in that. No, it would ruin his look completely. Yeah, it would. Now, one way to get Slave Girl, I don't like calling her Slave Girl, but that's all she's been called so far. But one way of getting her back is to, I guess, storm in there. But Gwendolyn has got other ideas about how to rescue her. And she uses the power of words and threats. Yes. Which is The first person, I feel like, to... um show that you can get things done without violence yeah although everyone else is slicing people up and blasting them in the chest and she's yeah, like well although, actually although i could just talk them into it we get another little bit of a, a small bait and switch kind of or misinformation if you will because when we saw gwendolyn she looked proper full-on badass and dave you said she can handle herself in a situation and here when the will says how's a scrawny civil servant going to pull that off she says I like to think I could handle myself in an altercation. So she's kind of verifying or solidifying the fact that she can handle herself in a fight. But when it actually comes to it later in the issue, she is a little bit meek and she says, I've never killed anyone before. And maybe she wasn't, you know, the the full on badass that she thought or we thought she she was. But anyway, that comes a little bit later. Yeah, we'll come back to that because I had a thought about that. Okay, okay. So their plan to rescue Slave Girls to get on the phone to mama son and basically say 
that, or they, she pretends, doesn't it? She says, my name's Detective uh, Don with Reith Homeland Police. Um, well, hang on a minute. We've skipped the, the best line oh, go on. in this, yeah. which is where Lying Cat keeps saying lying, oh, right. lying. And then by the third time when he says it, she says, how have you not murdered that creature by now? And the Will says, oh, I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at Lion Cat's face. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a proper joke because he does love that cat. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah. But I like the fact that um, Lion Cat normally calls other people out for lying. But mm. the oh, last time he said, oh, I need loads more money to get this job done. And mm. Cat can't help itself. So can't I guess help this, itself. Yeah. Does this mean that Lion Cat has to call out any bullshit? Possibly. Not picking and choosing. Lovely. Yeah, because, so kind of like, because oh, when she lying. goes in to do her plan, she says, tell your animal to stay outside until I'm through because yeah. the cat's going to be in the bloody background being like, lying, <laughs> yeah, lying. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm about um, to do now, some major. Lovely, Might be an involuntary lovely response. Lovely coat on this cat. If you look at the pan at the page opposite where it's kind really of a, nice a downward shot. Oh, kind of yeah, a nice yeah. ribbed effect with a little bit of trim round it. Very, the, I think the world keeps lying cat nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminds a me valued, of uh, the He-Man cat, whatever that's called. Uh, Cringer turned into Battle Cat. Oh yeah, Battle Cat. That's Masters it, yeah. of the Universe. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking of Snarf. Snarf from Thundercats. Uh, Thundercats. Snarf. Yeah. That's a bit. That's he, Lion Cat's a bit like that because Snarf. All Snarf said was its own name. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Lion I'm Cat's just going to go like Chief all the time. I thought Fard <laughs> was going to be one of those characters. Yeah. Yes. Fard. Fard. And yes, yeah, so Gwendolyn calls up Mama Sun and says, we have reason to believe that a six-year-old child may have had her horn surgically removed specifically so she could be sold on the black market. So they're really calling a bluff here mm. to get Slave Girl released. But then really she, says, she says, ah, no, because I've got talent scouts mm. who kind of veto or, you know, they can do the quality control, as it were, which yes. is horrifying. Yes, exactly. Talent yeah. scouts, what a way to term it. Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's horrible. And but they do cut a deal in the end and they're gonna deliver the girl um she says I'll have the girl security elixir neutralized at once and they're gonna meet her in one hour outside the old refueling station on Indica. And, and then so, it kinda of turns to a western, doesn't it, for a little bit here. Yeah, now I wondered how this was going to turn out because they're going to turn up. Is Slave Girl have just going to been dropped off on her own and they just pick her up and leave? And I tell you what, though, nice spaceship the wheel's got here. It's kind of like a um, a bulb, a plant bulb where the leaves yeah, we've are seen unfurled. This shit yeah, like an acorn. Yeah, like mm. an acorn. It's great. Love it. It's very Sylvanian families. Yeah, oh, oh my yeah. kids just got into Sylvanian families. So we've Sylvanian got Sylvanian stuff all over the place that Sarah's bought for Jack. Well, right. it's an excuse. Just like me, it's an excuse. The toys are for him. Yeah. So we've got a Sylvanian. I'm literally looking at a Sylvanian treehouse. We've got right. a Sylvanian oh, windmill upstairs. Yeah. She's all about it. You do secondhand though, yeah? Charity shops. Secondhand, yeah. I've got her back. I've got her into uh, like vintage toy collecting. Just like right. me, we're going to go to Lovely. a toy show in a couple of weeks, and she's oh, well excited. So nice. Yeah, yeah. We got a. You can uh, get a lot of secondhand Sylvanians. There's loads around. But yeah. I think the prices are going up on all this kind of nostalgia mm. toy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, for sure, for sure. That's a tangent. Uh, Slave Girl's not alone because she is at gunpoint by some gangster Tommy gun wielding squid mole Mole, moles but with squid tendrils coming out of their mouths really like the squid moles they're cool 
Yeah. I like I mean, the one wearing dress, a, a V-neck. They dress nicely. <laughs> the middle one's got a, a lovely violet V-neck yeah. pullover uh, <laughs> with a shirt and a tie. He's styling and profiling, Ric Flair one style. One of them is absolutely massive. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. big lad. Big lad yeah. on the end. Like, they're not sharing suits. No, 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 no. no. They've got to get tailored suits, for sure. <laughs> uh, but they're I love not... how, some, how mundane some of the kind of outfits and clothes are in this comic. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. really real world, I guess, and in a way. they also have spirit levels on their <laughs> oh, magazines shit, yeah. for their guns. <laughs> there's so a lot, there's a spirit lot of shelves that need putting <laughs> up. A lot of DIY going on around here. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a start-up opportunity there. But they're, they're not giving up this kid easily. And the mama son knows that they've done the dirty. And yeah, she's called their bluff, hasn't she? Bluffing. They tested yeah. her. I was like, ugh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How could it. they do that? Yep. And uh, the the mole dude in the middle, the the what would be the leader? Oh, you freelancers are so scary! You're gonna kill us all with your faggy laser sword. Yeah. Ain't a sword. Clack clack clack. It's a lance. Faggy laser yeah, sword. Faggy. I yeah. don't know where faggy comes from. I don't feel like we need words like that. The comic's going so well. There's a couple moments, isn't there, where it's going so well, and then you're like, we just don't need that. Yeah. We had that uh, thing. Well, yeah, that's an, the... it's an interesting that's an interesting question about how you portray racists or you know um, because homophobes I, yeah, I suppose or so. how because do you this, portray... this guy he would be really homophobic. Yeah, this yeah. is true. So yeah. should he be using homophobic language? Yeah, yeah. if you want no. that character to feel yeah. yeah honest. I agree with you and... actually. I think it's illogical. Yeah, to assume that even bad characters are our PC or yeah. care about um, but, everyone. But this but you're right, particular I, word for me just triggers something because of yeah, yeah, but certain I, relationships but I, and stuff. But yeah, no, I, you're right. I pretty much do feel that they would have got some email or correspondence, negative correspondence, complaining yeah. about that. You mm. know, it's much the same way in TV shows where people, Ofsted, get so many complaints when someone uses the wrong word or something. Yeah. Um, but in the context of a story, if but someone's a bad story, person, then yeah. they're a bad person. They're going to use bad words. Yeah. But it's like if the N word had been there yeah. and it was a, bad, a really bad person saying it, yeah. it would make sense that a bad person would say that, but it would still trigger a lot yeah. of people, maybe even more people than this yeah. word. I don't but know. May- but maybe that's the idea. Maybe that is, you know. The, but the... he does get ripped in half by... He gets lanced. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Laters. Right through the heart. <laughs> And then the guy... Oh, no, he splits him, doesn't he? goes in his heart and then the lance goes up and cuts, up his, his, face, cuts yeah. his head in half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then Lion Smooth. Cat jumps in. Lion Cat's yeah, not Lion sitting Cat. on the sidelines. We haven't really seen Lion Cat. This could be Lion Cat's episode, couldn't well, it? Well, look at yeah. the panel where the big guy, my favourite of the three, shouting Hector and Lion Cat is eating the guy's face. <laughs> yeah. Eating his face. Yeah, mm. I like to see Lion Cat in action. There is yeah. more to lying cat than just saying lying. Yes. And lying down. It's not just a yeah. really passive yeah. cat. And also, uh, Alana is not the only one with a ray or gunproof vest because yeah, indeed. the cape that belongs to the Will, he's holding it up Batman style and deflecting bullets. It's totally bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, re- I found myself really into this scene, even mm-hmm. though this is quite a lot significantly more violent than anything else in my life i was just like yes 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 lion cat off goes the will (laughs) blast 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 yeah and then he's got him and he's like 
choking him and it's like come on Gwendolyn yeah yeah yeah. but that's a credit to the creators isn't it they've created characters that you care for that you want to see succeed and survive so yeah it's amazing how uh, often you watch a TV show more so I think than comics I don't know where you you don't care about the characters they've created all this whole TV show so many people go into writing it producing it putting it out there and you just don't give a shit about any of the characters there's no connection to them yeah. So yeah, you're right to point that out. Really, they've done a good job. Yeah, and then Gwendolyn does step up. Uh, my ex taught me this one. She says, and she casts some magic, which is a big lightning bolt through Hector's chest. Mm. And even Lion Cat is surprised because look, he is looking up whilst <laughs> yeah. he's eating the guy's face. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Most of his and face is missing. Most of his face is missing, and that is that is it. Um, I loved how because casting this lightning bolt with her eyeballs is what it looks like is very impressive and i was like wow gwendolyn's got powers and then the will is like stupid weather casting is dicey shaves weeks off your life as well yeah <laughs> yeah jokes on you love yeah, yeah. It was like, Dumb. dumbass yeah and this <laughs> is like, where she, she says she just created red lightning with her eyes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is where she says sorry i i've never killed anyone before yeah yeah so. but then that final panel Oh, yeah, she maxed the, the guy page. in the face. And she's smiling. So I think she's bullshitting when she said, I've never killed mm. anyone before. Or Look she's got a massive adrenaline rush suddenly in this moment. And I don't know. She's got a taste for blood. It's not the face she I does expect al- She someone. does also say, my ex taught me this one. So Marco yeah. Yeah, has yeah. taught her So have they casting. been? Have they been on the field of battle together? Or was it just uh, bedroom fun? I don't know. <laughs> you know, lightning in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Just quick, works. quick mention of the lovely color coordination between the Will Slave Girl and Lion Cat. You see the three of them oh, yeah, totally. in that their lovely shade of teals. Yeah, they're teals like a family. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. And so sorry you had color. to see that. Let's get you cleaned up. You see the three of them there. It's like they're yeah, a family. Yeah. yeah. What's What's your kind of favorite of those three colors? Is... Colors. What's your favorite of those three colors? Lion Cat. Yes. I like the Will's cloak. I, go lion kind of I know you go lion cat because it's pale. You love pale. Oh, yeah. What's the, the cro- texture of that cloak? That's what I want to know. The Croydon cloak? Yeah. yeah. Is it the a Croydon kind cloak. of velvety? I think it's kind of a, a leathery velvet mixture. And it's then very underneath, supple. on the, the inner lining, is kind of silky, maybe. Yeah, oh, a bit like Lando Carizian's cloak. Yeah. Um, Mithril. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then we get the scene where them on the acorn. Oh, and I loved it when she's cuddling that with the cat. I'm like, oh, the little family. Yes, yes. Now he wants to drop them back, her back with her family. And it's like, well, that's a bad idea because they're the one yeah. who sold her in the first place. And he's like, maybe a shelter. And they're like, no, that will be um, cannon fodder for the other side's uh, troops. And basically, they're going to end up taking her with them. Yeah, now it starts to get a little bit weird again for me here. Okay. Because the jewellery is sad and the jewellery, she can hear the jewellery that wants to be with the other jewellery. Yeah, (laughs) a bit convenient that did to me. This is, well, this is, I think this is maybe the second or third time. And it's, I don't think it's any coincidence that Brian K. Vaughan wrote a book called uh, Ex Machina. Uh, And Deus Ex Machina is an act of God which was commonly used in stage plays. Um, 
they would e even lower some contraption from this from the rafters whatever and it would be oh we're in a sticky fix with this story ah act of god that solves it that answers everything mm -hmm. and it, it does feel like that okay. he's used one of these deus ex machinas a couple of times already in this series yeah. like well how are we going to get these characters to meet up i know this girl can talk to the necklace and it's sad and she knows where they are exactly where the they pair. are what to do it just felt a little bit i don't know yeah uh, like you said convenient dave so deus ex machina is kind of considered a bit of a, a cheap get out yeah, is it yeah 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 I think oh, okay. it was almost accepted back in the day. I don't. I think we're talking, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of accepted as that's how we conclude or wrap up the storylines. But it's since been used, I think, as a term for a get out or you know a cheap tactic. Yeah, interesting. They always end on a splash page as well, don't they? We always talk mm. about the opening splash page, but they yeah. always end on ah, one as well. Ah, good shout. And what is the splash page here? The three ah. of them. I liked it because it's like they're pointing at us. Yes, mm. they've asked where where he's like the necklace's us. friend, and the necklace's friend <laughs> is so, so the necklace the is what Gwend Gwendolyn's pendant she's wearing, which is a translator, isn't it? Which mm. is a translator, yeah. and the other one is the ring, which is also a translator, which is in the possession of Alana or Alana. Marco. Is it Marco's ring or Alana's well, ring? Well, Marco's got it because he used it for Fard, didn't he? Yeah, but didn't he give it to her? He, he, gave, you know, he gave Gwen he gave Alana Gwendolyn's ring. So yeah. didn't, shouldn't Alana have it then? Yeah, Alana's got it. But then didn't he no, use no, no. it against Fard? I, I think I think Alana's got Gwendolyn's ring. Marco's got Marco's ring, but Marco's ring is talking to Gwendolyn's pendant. Ah, okay. I don't know. Just guessing. But yeah, there, yeah, there was a reference earlier. Gwendolyn just casually mentioned that it, uh, her pendant was part of a set. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Just, maybe it was a maybe it was a uh, you know a trifecta. Maybe it was the pendant mm. and the two rings. Yeah. Yeah. All together. Oh, now, maybe there's another. Pendant. Uh, it feels like this is the most uninspiring of all the cliffhanger endings. Mm. You know. I quite like it because, yeah. well, this girl has a purpose now, doesn't she? She's, and it feels like we've got a crew that's formed. Yes. Like so these, they can't these... they can't drop her off anywhere because they need her to find. Yeah, and the will is back in the game. The will's back in the game. So, and we've got he's... two crews. Yeah, well, we've got three crews. We've got our crew here. We've got the Will, Gwendolyn, Slave Girl, and Lion Cat as a crew, and the Acorn ship. And then we've got the Forest Rocket ship, Marco, Alana, Hazel, Bar, a still yet unnamed Marco's mother, and hopefully Isabel. Mm. So, two crews forming yep. uh, on a crash collision course. With Prince Robot 4, hopefully, as well. Exactly, yeah. He needs his own crew, doesn't he? I feel he? like we haven't seen him for a while. We no. haven't seen him for a while. That's why. Uh, now, what is our favourite character from this one? Lion, Lion Cat. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, let's make it a trio for Lion Cat on that one. Stole the uh, no, I'm going Irving the Seahorse. <laughs> that was early, yeah. Irving the I Seahorse. I like his... Like oh, retro she, uh, phone that that's a mobile. One? That was last episode. That was, that was last, last issue, episode. Actually. Irving wasn't even in this one. No, you're right. Oh, chief. Lion Cat. It is then. Cut that. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Co-parent rating or parent rating? I mean, we haven't even seen Hazel. So you got a guess. Nice. You got a guess because they weren't even in it. <laughs> Five. Five. They're smashing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Hazel's, I'm gonna. I'm I think we should all. Full... I think we should all peek ahead to issue ten cover. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Here we go. Oh, it's Interesting. Good. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I like it. 
we've got grandma who is squatting yes that's an excellent squat for yeah. burning um, those quads. yeah those thighs are burning really burning hot granny she, she's <laughs> she's holding her is that an axe yeah. Threateningly towards yeah. Isabel, aka Ghost Avril, Avril Levine. Yeah. yeah. And there's some kind of floating architecture behind as well. Yeah. And then oh, I've okay. also seen the splash page by accident, and it's another hottie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the anyway. horn for the horns. Get the horn for the horns. <laughs> um, good one. Well, uh, yeah, how 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 do you find this one overall? I think. It was an okay issue. I thought uh, the previous week episode eight was issue eight was better. I preferred that one. This is I think not, I not stalling for time, but it just felt filler. A bit, yeah, it did feel a bit filler to me. I like it's this one more actually. I like the dream sequence was really cool. I didn't realise it was a dream, so I had that. That was quite oh, that was an event within the issue because I didn't realise it was a dream. Yeah, and I like the back and forth between Gwendolyn and the Will. And the lion cat calling out the will is, you know, her riding buddy for lying. If she yeah. is a she, is she, is she. And then the fight scene, the action scene was really good as well, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I look, I'm not saying it's a issue. bad issue at all. I'm just saying that Saga has you set a high awesome. bar. So Bar, yeah. 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 Our favourite no, character. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but listen, I don't, I don't think I've read an issue so far and I thought, uh, meh. No. It's always been, oh, that was cool. That's, yeah, that's, or enjoyable. it was either that's cool or that's amazing so mm. and know. they have quite is the page count normal for comics in this chief i think generally you're looking at about 22 pages for a standard comic i think but i suspect this one might be 24 or okay because it like feels that. like they're quite short and tight right so i feel like you can leave a big impression when you yeah you know yeah. short you're in and out in and out that's what she said now we are nine issues deep already and it's gone quick we're on double figures should we do something exciting for issue 10 love a 10 anniversary yeah what are we gonna say exciting what do you mean instead of three i don't know get (laughs) absolutely smashed (laughs) yeah yeah a drink we could um come up with a list of things that you have to drink yes. for in saga now drinking we will yeah let's invent a saga drinking game we will also at some point have to do a full-on live recording session for a, an episode i think for sure yeah. uh but yes yes enjoying saga if you are enjoying saga please let us know you can do that in several ways you can write in to what a saga at gmail.com and tell us how we're doing you can hit us up on the social media. We're on, uh, where are we? We're on Instagram, in fact. And it's What a Saga there, uh, posting up some stuff on the socials. And you can get, in ho- get hold of all of us on uh, the social medias. Emma, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, playful underscore den, and over at my podcast, People Who Play. Lovely stuff. Dave? Um, on Twitter, at Wimblets, W-I-M-B-L-E-T-T. That's about it for me. Fantastic. You can find the Chief over on Armageekdon. That's Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. And if you are listening on iTunes, please review and rate us. Give us five stars. Tell them the What a Saga crew sent you. 
And that's about send it for us. Send us an email. Yeah, send us yeah. an email. Send us an email. Especially if you're someone that is not married to one of us. Yeah. yeah. Even like <laughs> a brother. We are. We, we love all of you who are listening, but we, I think we're very interested in people who potentially haven't read comics before um, yeah. and who are, or people who are reading along with us. So let us know. We'll give you a shout out and um, we'll talk about the good times. But that's it from us. Uh, make sure until next time you don't have a saga unless it's reading this comic or listen to this fine podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.